Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. You know, it was as I was praying and preparing for this service, it's, it's like I saw issue after issue being stacked on top of each other. It's like some of you guys are seeing things that you've never seen before, experiencing things you've, you've never seen before. And it seems as though it's just getting larger and larger, bigger and bigger. But just don't quit. Don't you give up. Don't you cave in. Don't you quit. Don't you turn your back on God. Don't you turn your back on what he's promised. Don't you change not one thing that he promised he was going to do. You don't have to go to second, third, fourth. First is on its way. First is coming. First is going to happen. You are the heel protecting your health. Whatever challenge is in front of you, it stands nothing against the God that you serve. Just don't quit. Don't stop in the middle. Don't stop halfway there. Don't start quarter way there. 75%, 90%, 100% of what God said is going to happen. Just don't quit. It's better than what you think it's going to be. It's better than what you imagine can happen. What God's about to do is going to blow your mind. And that's the thing. It's not, even, it's not even about you this time. It's not even about you this time. It's about him. It's about him and what he's about to reveal through you. It's bigger than you. That's why it's going to happen. Just don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop believing. It's done. God, just lift your hands and pray with me. Lord God, I just thank you for your son. I just, I just thank you for loving us unconditionally. I thank you that you, you came and sent your son so he can set this thing up for us. We've been set up for victory. We've been put in a position to overcome, not by our works, but by what you've already finished. There's not a trial, a tribulation, a situation, a circumstance. There's not a disease. There's not a, there's not a thing on this earth that can overcome the power that's in you. And we take all of our confidence. We take all of who we are, all of our trust, all of our faith, and we rest it wholly and completely on you. We don't wait. We don't take these burdens on. We don't take on the weight of what these things are, but we pass them on because you said your yoke is easy and your burdens are light. You came so that we could live in this rest. You came so that we could partake of this rest. 
You didn't come to make life difficult. You came to make it easy. You came to make a way where there is no way. You came to form rivers and deserts. You came to do the things that seem impossible. You make them possible. So whatever is in front of me, whatever situation or circumstance seems impossible, right now see yourself overcoming it. See yourself on the other side of it. God's not done with you. God's not done with that situation. God is working on a finished product on your behalf. Because what he does, he completes. He ain't doing nothing halfway. He ain't doing anything quarter way. He's going to finish it. When it shows up, you're just going to walk into victory. These days are your best days. Live it every day as though it's your best day. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with where you're at. God knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly where you're at. His hand is on your, on your life. His eyes are on your future. He's way out ahead of you, making the way. He's making a way. You may not see it because he's making a way. Right now, as you're sitting right here, he's making a way where there seems to be no way. He's active. He's moving, he's doing, he's creating, he's forming. See him in your life. This is your moment to excel. This is your moment to overcome. God, we're your people. We love you. We thank and we're thankful for all that you've done and all that you're doing. We have full confidence in you. We may not have the answers, but thank God you didn't make it a requirement. Oh, you said that I'll send, I'll send the Holy Spirit. He will lead and guide you into all truth. We're at rest. We're at ease. All anxiousness has to go. All fear has to go. All doubt has to go.
Oh, he cares. If no one else cares, he cares. Oh, amen. You guys can hug your neighbors. Tell them you love them. I was just praying yesterday and today and I've been praying and my mother taught a message a while ago and it's just, those words just can't escape me. That's the best way I can put it. And the message she taught was, you were built for this. 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 Where you are isn't beyond your ability to handle. You were built for this. Whatever the this is in your life, whatever the this is that you're looking at, you were built for it. Do you realize that God said you were shaped in his image? You were created to do a specific thing here on earth. Everything about you can produce something. Everything about you can do something. Everything about you can be something. There is nothing wrong with you. You were built for this. It ain't too much for you. It's not more than you can handle. It's not more than you could overcome. You were built built to overcome. You were created to overcome. You were created to do damage. That's how I like to say it. This thing can't come and destroy me. I was built as an overcomer. You know what I'm saying? Pastor Brian, where you you going with this? God gave me one assignment. He said, make sure they leave here not feeling like they got to work on something, but make sure they leave here knowing that the work is already finished. Now, I know, I already know how that messed up some religious folks' mindset because you always want something to work on. But today ain't the day you leave here thinking about what you got to work on. Today is the day that you leave here understanding that it's finished. You were built for this. You actually contain some good qualities. You ever thought about that? I know we spend a lot of time thinking about the things we don't have. But how many times have you sat down and said to yourself, I actually got some stuff. It's like somebody saying, well, look, man, once I get 
$10,000, I can start that business. You got another businessman saying, well, you got $1, go out there and work it. You were built for this. You possess qualities, especially if you've been up in this church for any time. You, you, you have qualities, you have a mindset, and you have a stance that can't nothing trouble you. I love Pastor say, trouble don't trouble me, I trouble trouble. Man, half these problems that y'all thinking about, they don't stand a chance against you. When you look in the mirror and start talking to yourself the way the word of God has been talking to you this whole time, you'll go out there and start troubling that trouble. Like, hold up, wait a minute. Not no more. Not no more. Oh, goodness. Satan works so hard on this. Oh, he works so hard. He works so hard to get you to find something wrong with yourself. Like, find the problem within yourself. You know what I noticed? As soon as I find the problem and go to working on fixing the problem, see, like another problem just shows up. You know what? Sometimes you got to run out on that field with a broken, broken finger. Take me up, coach. I'm going in like I am. Oh, amen. Where well, I want to start at? I'm going to start over. Uh, I'm going to start over here. Let's go to Luke 5 and 33. Look at your neighbor and say, you got it. You got it. And God just kept showing me filters. I don't know why. He just kept showing me filters, 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 filters. And so I started looking up filters like, God, why are you showing me these filters? You know, and I know some of y'all have been a part of those, those group of people where, you know, every time you go get your oil changed and they say, do you want to change the filter? You'd be like, is that a scam? This, you know, I don't know. You trying to sell me on something or is this something that I actually need? You know, and sometimes we can, we can get in that type of stance where, you know, the guy came to our house a little while ago to, to, to do something with the ACs and he says, man, you got the wrong filters. I was like, here y'all go with that filter talk again. Here y'all go with that filter talk until you start to understand the job of a filter. When you start to understand the job of a filter, you start to say, well, man, I might wake up sometimes and change it when you don't say to change this filter. But a filter, for those of y'all that don't know, just for those of y'all that already know, just, you know, just give me a second to let some people know who may not know what a filter does in your car. You know, your engine needs oil to run. And you want to make sure the oil that's running in your engine 
stays, stays clean. And that filter is what makes sure that the oil stays clean that connects with your engine. It's amazing because, you know, not changing the filter could cause your engine to shut down. That, that could be a very, very, very expensive problem. But just simply changing that filter, which is sometimes that $10 solution, could keep that from ever happening. Because although we would like to think that we could change our filter once, the truth is it's been spending time keeping things out of our engine. And so it's just kind of routine maintenance to go in and just, while I'm getting my oil changed since I'm here, go ahead and keep my filter clean too. Pastor Brian, what are you talking about? Y'all know I was going to connect it back. Thank you for the 30 seconds to let people know how filters work. The word of God is most definitely our filter. It's what keeps us moving without being contaminated. And sometimes it may seem as though it's routine, and sometimes it may seem as though it doesn't carry great value, but it does. Keeping that book, keeping this word, we talked about it last week. Every time God says something, we should see something. Every word has power to what? To produce. Keeping that filter, keeping that perspective, keeping that mindset. Oh, it may seem routine, but trust is making sure that you operate fully as God has designed you to operate. Amen? Luke 5 and 33 says, and I'm going to read this in the Amplified Version. Then they said to him, the disciples of John practice fasting often and offer up prayers of special petition. And so do the disciples of the Pharisees also. But yours, this is talking about Jesus, but yours eat and drink. <laughs> and Jesus said to them, can you make the wedding guests fast as long as the bridegroom is with them. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and then they will fast in those days. And there's a, there's a whole lot that could be taken out of what is being presented there. But basically, they came and said, hey, look, Jesus, why don't your men fast and pray like our men are fasting and praying. And of course, Jesus says to them, well, I mean, as long as the bridegroom is present, aren't you supposed to be eating? What is he saying? He's letting them know that, hey, look, you're, you're fasting and you're praying. 
out of some type of religious routine, ignoring the fact that the Savior is right here in front of you. The opportunity for you to benefit from my presence and what's happening is right here in front of you. You're so caught up in some type of routine of how things should happen that you're ignoring the fact that the Savior who can answer any and everything that you need is right here in front of you. He was like, look, the, the bridegroom basically saying, as long as the, if the bride and the groom are still at the party, eat their cake. <laughs> when they leave, when they're gone, let's talk about fasting. But while the party is happening, it's almost like you ever seen those people? It's like, you know, you go to the reception. We all knew the reception was coming. Y'all done bought this expensive cake. Now you're ready for everybody to taste it, but everybody talking about they fasting this week. Why are you fasting this week? The, the, the cake is present and you knew this day was coming. Oh, man, there's such a powerful, powerful revelation for us to learn in that. And how sometimes we can, through religious routine, do a lot of things. Forgetting the fact that the Savior is listening. He hears you. He heard you. Oh, he's responding. Oh, amen. But he keeps going. Verse 36. He told them a proverb also, so I, I guess, guess they didn't get that one. That was a little... A little much. <laughs> he told them a proverb also, no one puts a patch from a new garment on an old garment. If he does, he will both tear the new one and the patch from the new one will not match the old garment. What's he saying again? He's like, look, okay, okay. So now y'all want to Patch some stuff together. You want to take a little bit of this. You want to take a little bit of that. And you want to bring them together. Like you, you, you were like, you know, I, I, wanted, I wanted what you had to offer Jesus. But, you know, I was actually okay with 90% of my life. I just wanted you to fix this 10% spot. He's like, wait a minute. No, you can't, you can't do this like patchwork. You can't just scissor out a piece of what you want and then just take it and apply it on this new garment because now you this old garment because what you just did was you ruined the new one and this new one sticks out in the old one. Right. It's almost like that day where you know you move your bed in your room in the carpet and you see what the carpet color used to be <laughs> and you're like you know what I need y'all to fix all the old parts but the part where my bed was it still looks new. They're gonna be like sir we cannot come in and just cut out the sections of your carpet that still look new. It's just much easier for us to come in here and just roll a whole new thing down. Ooh. God ain't trying to do patchwork with your life. He don't need nothing from that old 
coming into your new. He need take that filter and change it completely. Don't see yourself anything like any of that. It's not necessary. I have a whole new life I'm rolling out. Oh, amen. That's what happens to a lot of people. Oh, I love those type of people. You know, the people that come into the church, they just want a fix from God. I just had a certain situation. 13 years later, they preach. What happened? They got up in here and find out God just don't fix your situation. He fixes everything. You came in here to try to get a little quick fix, got hooked up with the Holy Ghost, and left tongue talking, baptized, and on fire. Oh, amen. <laughs> Verse 37. Here's the part that we, you know, we hear most quoted most of the time. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the fresh new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled and the skins will be ruined. And this is, for those that, like I said, haven't heard it, what are they talking about? They're, you know, what used to happen is in order for, the reason why they said you don't put new wine into old wine skins is because the process of how the wine will become, become mature, it caused an expanding of the skins to occur. And so the old wine skin had already expanded. And so when you put the new wine in it, it will cause it to burst. Long story short, what that means for us is God is forming you into a new vessel. That's what he says, where I'm creating, you were created in my image. I'm building you to be able to overcome and, and, and be able to handle things beyond what you think your capacity is. But I'm having to create a new vessel of you. How do I do this? I, I do this by renewing your mind to the word of God and seeing yourself as that new vessel is. Because as I start to pour in this new that I'm doing with your life, you can't pour it into the old you. The new you comprehends everything that I'm saying. The new you walks out everything that I'm telling you to do boldly. And some of you are like, well, man, well, what's going on? Let's go back to verse number 36. No patchwork. <laughs> man, I ain't come to patch you up. I come to form you into a new creation. Man, and with this, this new creation that you're becoming, you have the ability to do some things that you never could before. You have the ability to see some things that you never could see before. But, oh, man, sometimes we find ourselves right there. But what's happening? Man, we, you know, and I understand. There's some times, like I said, it's easy to throw out the bad stuff, but some stuff we was good at. And so we want to, you know, keep some of the, you know, I, I know how to do that one already, Jesus. Go on to the next lesson. <laughs> Jesus, I got that subject. 
I remember we, me, oh Lord, I can't stop talking about me and my wife again. But anyway, we went to, in our, in our, in our marriage counseling, uh, we got, uh, marriage counseling was by Pastor John. And so, of course, there's a whole list of things that, you know, you, you are to go over in marriage, premarital counseling before you get married. It was a whole list. It was a long list. I don't mean to intimidate nobody. That's, there's a list once you get there. Cast out the bag. <laughs> but anyway, we're going over the list, and it's so easy to look at the list and say, well, we already know that one. Oh, we already know this one. Oh, we already know that one. You know, tell us some of the stuff we don't know. But what we have to realize is every time God says something, he wants to do something. We should see something, something new. And what we have to say is like, no, you understood it as a single person. I understood it as a single person. But now we are a new creation coming together. So we need to know what this is for us now. What am I saying? I'm saying that sometimes we, we cast out a message on faith because we've heard faith. Not realize that God's like, no, I'm, I'm doing something new with you. And so how this faith lesson is going to reach you now ain't the same way you heard it before. Oh, amen. Verse 37, I'll read that again. He says, and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the fresh wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled and the skins will be ruined and destroyed. Verse 38, but new wine must be poured into fresh wineskins. Man, every day God's pouring new wine into you. And every day we have to wake up change that filter and receive it as new. Regardless of what yesterday may be saying about how we should view what God's saying today, no, God's saying something new because he wants to do something new with you. Oh, amen. In this last part, oh, verse 39, I love verse 39. It says, and no one after drinking old wine immediately desires new wine, for he says, this old is good or better. And that was something God spoke to me right there. He said, it's the, it's the maturation of change. It had to be matured to its state of when it was actually better than what was there before. And how, how many times, I don't know, I ain't gonna ask for people to raise hands on this one, <laughs> well, some of us, God says he's doing a new thing and man, we looked out at the carpet to see if it changed or we look at the walls to see if the walls changed colors or we, we go searching trying to find what immediately we can just say happened instead of allowing the change that God is forming in you to mature to its full state. That's what he's saying. He's saying, look, once you take this new wine and you pour it into this wine skin, you can't then just go drinking and say, you're not going to say it's better than what is already matured. It already has gone through its maturation process. It has already refined itself. It is already in its complete form. Man, but this new wine that I'm pouring into you, 
it's also forming. It's also maturing. And every day that you wake up and allow that filter to be changed, see everything that God's forming new inside of you, that process is continuing. And that's why I say you can't stop in the middle. You can't give up and you can't quit in the middle. I know they used to word, the popular word used to be, you know, we're a microwave society, you know. We, you know, and I, I, we all the victim. I can't even remember how slow my first phone is, but I know it's much faster than like, you know, it, it was much, it, the one I have now is much faster than the first phone I had. But sometimes I look at this new phone like it's slow. <laughs> I do. I pick it up and I be like, why is taking it so long? My goodness, didn't I push this button 0.3 seconds ago? Somebody need to call Apple. This thing is dysfunctional. As soon as I type, it should reveal. You know, forgetting the fact that, you know, you used to couldn't talk on the telephone and be on the internet at the same time. The little thing used to have the buzz, dial up, and after all that, it still wasn't in color. But we cannot do God's promises that same way. We can't. Man. It's like, it's like, you know what? It's like some people do inventory. I got saved yesterday, so tomorrow I'm gonna do a whole little list of what's better about my life now than it was yesterday. And if it's better today than it was yesterday, then I know God is working on my behalf. Let me tell you something. God is working on your behalf. You don't have to do a point-by-point point comparison. Oh, everything he promised is going to happen. Everything that he said is going to come to maturation. Everything he said is going to form exactly how he said it's going to form. Man. But he's doing it in a complete way. He's not patching you up. He ain't just going to fix a part of you. You know, he could have probably fixed a part of you real quick. I don't know. But God says, no, I'm going to do it in a complete way. I'm going to do it in a finished way. Don't give up in the middle. Don't quit in the middle. Man, some people, I've seen them before. You know, they put stuff in the microwave, and it's like, you know, you ever seen the people that do 15 seconds at a time instead of just 45 seconds? It's like they just, it's like, you know, they take something, they put it in there 15 seconds. Is it hot yet? Take it out, poke, 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 put it back, 15 more seconds. Is it hot yet? Poke, 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 no, no, 15 more seconds. Is it hot yet? Poke, 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 oh, no, put it back yet. You could have just put it in there for the 45. You just let it ride. It's doing what it's designed to do. It is going to heat the food. Boy, I want this thing to sound as simple as it's supposed to sound. You got to leave here knowing it's finished. 
You know, I already told you from the beginning, today ain't the day you leave here trying to figure out what to work on. I'm telling you right now, if this helps you make it even clearer, the work is in the microwave. Just let it keep counting down. Your healing's in the microwave. Your, your, your breakthrough's in the microwave. I, I don't know what else you want to know besides the fact that God's doing it. God's working on it. The thing is already counting down. Just, just stop trying to go to the door and stop poking it trying to see if it's warm yet. When the buzzer rings, it is done. You ain't gonna miss the buzzer. You ain't gonna miss it. You hungry. <laughs> I just wanna check and make sure I don't miss my blessing. Miss your blessing? No. It's done. It's finished. You're not gonna miss it. God's working on it. But he ain't doing patchwork. He's doing a complete work. He's forming a whole new vessel. He's going to pour this thing into something that can handle what it needs to handle. Oh, amen. amen. Let's go to Isaiah 64 and 8. Y'all there? It says, but now, O Lord, you are, you are our father. We are the clay, and you are potter, and all we are the work of your hand. I'm reading this in New King James Version. I'll say it again. But it says, but now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, and you are potter, and all we are the work of your hand. God's working, forming, building, shaping you into a vessel to be used to glorify him, built to handle anything. You, you have already been forming. That's where we started with. You, 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 you know, you already are. Y'all know my word. You are, you are a bad mamma jamma. There ain't nothing out there that you don't contain the ability to overcome. You got it. Some of y'all saying, why? Why do I got it? I'll go there too. Go to Romans 12. And uh, verse 1 in New King James Version. Pastor Brian, you keep saying I got some stuff. I don't even, what you mean I got something? What you mean I am somebody? I ain't nobody. I just, I ain't felt like somebody in such a long time. You are a child of, I love when people talk back. You are a child of the most high God. 
all these words aren't going unreturned. All these scriptures have life. We talk about have life to produce. They're not just hitting you and not having effect. Man, you are different. You different than the moment you walked in here. Y'all ready? It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. He's saying, hey, look, as this process is working, as you're taking on everything that you're hearing it and receiving it as yours, your mind is being renewed to prove out everything that's promised. There is something happening right now. Amen. It's like, you know, microwaves don't have flames inside, but they heat things up. Oh, amen. I may not see the visibility. Oh, I love that word. I may not see the visibility of how this thing is heating up. But understand these words all have power. These words all create change. These words aren't just, just random talk. All everything that you're hearing is building and forming a vessel to be able to contain all that God wants to deliver and pour in. But what do I got to work on? Nothing. The buzzer is counting down. When it goes ding, it's going to get poured right over inside of you. And right now, you're just like a piece of clay. Just getting molded and formed by the word of God. It ain't doing nothing. It's doing a whole lot. It's transforming your mind. It's transforming your thinking, which transforms your way you talk, which transforms the way you walk. So when you show up and the buzzer goes ding and this thing gets poured out, this ain't patchwork. It can't be broke. You were, you were built to handle all of it. God told me this this morning. He said, Brian, not only were you anointed, but you were appointed. The, the, those are, those are, you got to understand. God. Oh, it's, it's so good. Ooh, break it down and break it down further. It's like, you know, it's, 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 it's like, you know, somebody can be on the sideline and possess the skill set. But once they get given the position to go out onto the field, they get to put it into play. And the whole time, you know, God is forming, shaping and creating, uh, creating with every word that you receive and that you own. Because when he calls on your name and he appoints you where he wants you. This ain't going to be no role reversal. 
this, 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 this here, he, it's, a, it's a finished thing. Oh, amen. You guys go ahead and stand to your feet. I don't want to call my pastors up to the front. You guys can come up to the front. But I know today is a it's an incredible day for a lot of people here. I understand that a lot of times, you know, things that we see, things that go on seem like they have so much more control over our lives than God does. But they don't. They don't. It may seem like situations and circumstances are, are forming every direction in your life and you're just living a responsive type of life. But you're not. God is 100% on your side. God is forming things and doing things that simply are going to blow your mind. Only thing he asked us to do was believe it and receive it as ours. Because there's an appointed time, there's a, there's a time where Everything that he's been doing, everything that he's been forming, everything that he's been creating, everything that he's been working together, it will be revealed. And he's saying, I'm using my word to give you the, the mindset to be able to not give up in the middle. But to constantly renew your mind to see yourself in that finished spot. If you have to, you know, sometimes we call them, you know, little dream trips, whatever you may call the thing. But sometimes some people tell people when you just feel like your current situation or current atmosphere is, is, is oh, that's good, God. I'm glad I did. Oh, I'm glad you told me that. Remind me of that. But sometimes we feel like our, our current situation gets so rough that sometimes you just want to, you know, drive to a different part of the city so you could just see something different. So that you understand that where you are isn't everything that's there. And sometimes and a lot of times that delivers hope beyond our current circumstances to give us give us the fire to fight sometimes. And God's saying, look, every morning I wake you up and give you a fresh fire to fight for. Every morning I ask you to wake up and change your filter and see yourself as I see you. See yourself healed. See yourself blessed beyond comparison. See yourself there. Why? Because when you keep seeing yourself there, man, the fire necessary, the fire that you're looking for, the fire that you're believing for to stay, stick with it, some people call it stick-wittedness. That stick-wittedness, it builds with you. 
And like I say, sometimes it may seem so just like they trying to get your money or something. What you mean you got to change my filter every time you change my oil? That simple routine is what stops engine failure. That simple routine of just sitting back and saying, God, show me how you see me today. Show me where they say I can't go, but you said you're taking me. Give me an inner image of all that you're doing. I know you're at work. I know you're doing things that even if I tried to do it with my own hands, I couldn't even come close to doing it. Oh, amen. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.